Nashville Repertory Theater presents Rep Chats, Nashville's premier theater podcast. I'm your host, Naved Singh, and we are so lucky to get to sit down today with some of the cast of Ragtime, the musical. Today we have Megan Murphy Chambers here who plays the part of Mother in Ragtime. Megan, thank you so much for sitting down with us. Good morning, Nevaid. I'm thrilled to be here. Good morning. Thanks for taking the time. I understand you have a fitting a little bit later. Is that what's going on today? I do. Today is all Ragtime all the time. Started out <laughs> with my Ragtime COVID test, Ragtime podcast, Ragtime fitting, Ragtime rehearsal, and then I have a Ragtime interview after rehearsal. It is all Ragtime all the time today. I think you came up with a really good subtitle for the show, just that. <laughs> right. Ragtime, semicolon, all ragtime, all the time. Ragtime, obviously, it's this big, epic musical. Mm-hmm. It's It feels like it's been around forever, even though it was written in the 90s. So outside of this performance that we're doing in 2021, do you have a personal memory connected to the show, be that the stage show or the movie or the music itself? Yes. So I have read the novel and I've seen the movie, but not for ages. It's been 25 plus years since I've had an experience with either of those. And I really intentionally, once I got cast in this, decided not to revisit either of them. I fully copped to being one of those people that is easily influenced by things like that. So I decided to treat this as sort of an independent process, which I'm glad about. Uh, But personally, of course, as a huge theater nerd, I have always loved the show. I remember watching the Tonys the first time around with Brian Stokes Mitchell and Audra McDonald and being psyched about that. But even more personally than that, one of my very best friends of like 25 years that I did theater in college with played mother after not doing theater for nearly 20 years. She sort of came out of retirement. She's a physician uh, to play mother at the Summerstock Theater that we worked at together in like the year 2000. So I got to see her like majestic return to the stage as mother. And so it's really fun to be playing the same role now in a totally different place, but still sort of feel that connection and shared experience with her. So I think of Kara pretty much every day when I step out onto the rehearsal stage. Shout out to Kara. And that's so special that this is also a return for you in some ways. Yes. (laughs) Yes. When I saw her do the show, who would have known that just a couple of years later, we would all be in total hibernation. It feels really, really joyful to be back in the room. Yeah. Long last. Speaking of that, what was one thing that you missed the most about the rehearsal process for a big stage production like this? Oh, man. Basically all of it. But for me, after a show is over, I tend to find myself not necessarily thinking about the performances as much as I think about the offstage time with the people in the cast and the people in the crew. You know, the memories that I think about the most tend to be the little like offstage jokes and offstage moments and like quick changes and stuff like that. And so getting back into the groove of having that time when we're not in the thick of rehearsals with these amazing people, many of whom I hadn't met before we started rehearsals for this. Um, so the the building of those offstage relationships is such a beautiful thing. And also for me, just the like sitting around the piano with a whole bunch of super talented people learning a score. God, I missed that. (laughs) I missed that. I missed watching other people be sensational. It's it's good. It is really, it feels medicinal to be (laughs) back doing it again. In the small amount of rehearsal that I have seen at this point, it has just been magnetic, that energy. We are so grateful 
to be in the room. And I think even if we hadn't had the year and a half break, I mean, everybody is always excited to get started with a new project. We're all walking in every day with a different kind of excitement than we may have had before, just because we we now know what it's like to not have the option. And it's, oh God, it's beautiful. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Is there a favorite musical piece of yours in the show and, and why? Yes, I have a couple. I love gliding which is a number in Act One that Garrus's character Tate sings to his daughter. It's gorgeous. And I also love uh, He Wanted to Say, which is a number toward the end of the show that is beautifully sung. It's a beautiful kind of character arc hmm. moment. And then for myself, I most look forward to singing Our Children. Oh, it is so Every stunning night. when you do. <laughs> it's I like that moment with Garris is so simple uh. and quiet and beautiful. And I just I look forward to it every night. It feels like a little a little peaceful, restful musical moment. What are some acting challenges that are specific to this role for you in Ragtime? It's kind of an iconic part. I think there are a lot of people who are fans of the show who have really, really specific ideas in their mind about Mother. She's got this very famous song Hmm. at the end of the show. She was played by the absolutely stunning, iconic Marin Maisie. So, you know, anytime you're going into something where I think people already have a really specific look and sound and idea in their head, that is a little interesting. Uh, And for me personally, I do not very often play roles that don't have a comedic edge Mm. to them. That tends to be the avenue that I most regularly get cast in. So it's wonderful to not be doing that. You're Um, so stinking funny. That's Well, thank you. And I love doing that stuff. And so it is really cool, um, but also a little bit difficult sometimes Mm. to recognize like, oh, there is nothing like that to fall back on with this. This is sort of the most classic, legit musical theater sort of role imaginable. Like this is a, a relatively serious lady and a relatively serious piece of material. And so it's just, it's a good challenge for me to step into those shoes and not have quirky stuff to fall back on. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. <laughs> well, you were doing a beautiful job of it. Megan, thank you thank so much you. for taking the time to speak with us today. You're so welcome. I hope everybody comes out. We are so, so ready to be performing for you again and so ready to have that feedback loop closed between the audience and us. And it's just, I can't wait. I'm counting the minutes. We're back, baby. We are back, (laughs) Nevaeh. We are back. Thank you again. You're so welcome. See you soon. Welcome back to Rep Chats. I am your host, Navade Singh, and I am lucky enough to be able to sit down with Justin Mario Boyd, who plays Cole House Walker Jr. in Ragtime the Musical. Justin, thank you so much for sitting down with us. Not a problem. Glad to be here. We're working on Ragtime. We're back to theater, our biggest stage production in over 20 years here at Nashville Rep. But Ragtime feels like it's been around forever. It's just one of those shows, right? So I was going to ask you if you personally have a memory connected to the show outside of this production. I do. So this is actually the third time I've done the show, but the first time I did it was back in 2010 with Lipscomb University. And I was a sophomore in college, and I knew coming out of high school, I was like huge into the fine arts. I loved band, I loved chorus, and I also, I liked theater. Theater wasn't like my main thing though. And I remember thinking outside of high school, I was like, I'm probably not gonna do theater again after I graduate. So, sophomore year comes around, wasn't really feeling playing in like a marching band, and I wasn't really 
big into chorus, and then the opportunity to join the cast of Ragtime with Lipscomb University came up. And I remember thinking during the show, I was like, mm, I'll probably just do the show, but I don't know if I'll like do theater after this. But I remember thinking during Tech Week and like the week leading up to it, I was like, I can't let this be my last show. This is such an amazing story and like I just love everything about the show. So like I remember thinking like this show like pretty much like made me want to continue theater professionally and like wow. yeah. Of course, this is really a formative piece for you, this mm-hmm. this whole musical. And over a decade now of ragtime yeah. in your life. Okay, cool. And what was the next production of it like for you? The second production I did was in 2017, and it okay. was with uh, Northampton Community College Summer Theater, which is in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. NCC Summer Theater for short. And that was an amazing experience because... Mm-hmm. I went to this cattle call audition in New York called Straw Hats, and I was just lucky enough to like get callbacks from like different theaters to actually get like cast in this show, especially like as a lead. It was just like the first like validation I got as a professional actor in New York City because I'd moved there only like a year prior. So it's like each time I do the show, it's like a milestone for me, and that's why I love the show so much. One of the reasons why I love the show. There's a lot to love about it. What are some acting challenges specific to playing that role in ragtime and especially you know having done it three times is there anything that's coming up for you on your on your third crack at this in 2021 one thing i keep realizing is that like well obviously the show deals with like very heavy issues like very racially motivated issues Mm. it's difficult to like always get into the role knowing that history is still repeating itself a lot of the issues that we see in the show you might think, oh, that's antiquated. Like, there's no way we'll be able to... There's no way, like, this still happens to this day. But, like, it still does. Very much. During the time of the show, like, in the early 1900s, everything was able to be swept under a rug because, obviously, we don't have... You didn't have smartphones back then. But, like, now we see more of this come to light. You can see that, like, some of these issues are still resurfacing. So far as my character himself is Cole House, it's just going on the journey from where he starts to how the show ends it's very i would say a journey is like the best way to describe it because like he has so many highs so many lows so many things that like he has to justify in his mind and by the end it wraps up very well i won't say anything no spoilers going on his emotional mental and somebody even say like his spiritual journey throughout the whole show it's it's quite an exploration. Thank you for doing that challenging work. I understand it must feel super personal for you. You are a black man living in Nashville, putting on this show about police brutality and things that are happening in this city to this day. And here we are in 2021, returning to theater with this really impactful piece. So I just personally want to thank you for doing that work yeah. in, in a way that's going to, I think, enrich and educate audiences this season. So thank you. Yeah. As for the onstage work that you're doing, is there a musical piece that is personally uh, your favorite in ragtime so as i mentioned i've done the show multiple times and like each time i do the show i feel like there's a new song that like i really latch on to i remember the first time i did the show i believe it was make them hear you that was just like one of my favorite songs and like i just like grasped on that song Mm. super fast the second time i did it was a song called journey on which is what mother father and tate sing like very early on in the show Mm -hmm. and i just remember like really hearing that song and realizing I hadn't really listened to it the first time I did the show Uh, and thinking like, wow, this song is so powerful, beautiful, and impactful. It's just, uh, it was such a 
perfect amalgamation of like all those three characters in one. This time around, I think I have to go with the opening number because the opening number like it sets the tone so well for what happens throughout the rest of the show because like you're introduced to all these different characters of different walks of life, these famous celebrities, and just being able to pretty much be like, I don't want to say bombarded, but bombarded with like all this like exposition at the very beginning of the show. It's like, oh, oh, we're in for a really good two or three hours coming up. Just experiencing that wall of sound of all the characters, <laughs> all the different ensembles together and the leads poking out for their moments. It is really powerful. I definitely understand why you would choose that one. Mm-hmm. So we are back, you know, making this big return to the stage. We've got this huge cast. We can create that awesome wall of sound. What was something that you missed the most about the rehearsal process for a stage production like this? I have missed connecting with people Mm. and seeing the different walks of life that people have come to, to like do this show. Because this show's like, oh, it's, it is so packed with such incredible talent. Every time I go into rehearsal, I'm blown away. I just love asking people like, what other shows they've been in, like what brought them to this production? One of my favorite questions to ask people is, what's one of the most unique roles on your resume? A show that's maybe never really done or something that's like very out of the norm for you. I love finding people's like favorite favorite stories, favorite shows and things of that nature. Wow, that's so cool that you kind of get in there and get the get the details, sort of the 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 deep cut details. There like, we go. <laughs> <laughs> not the hits. Well, Justin, thank you so much for sitting down with us. And I know we are so excited to see your performance this November 11th through the 14th. Next up, we will be hearing from Galen Fott, who will be playing father in this year's production of Ragtime, the musical. Welcome back to Rep Chats. Today, I am super lucky to get a chance to sit down with Galen Fott, who is playing father in Nashville Rep's 2021 production of Ragtime the Musical. Galen, thank you so much for sitting down. It is my pleasure. Happy to be here. Thank you for joining us. You know, Galen, you and I have a little bit of performing experience together in the virtual sphere. This is Working in the Pipeline Collective Salon Theater Group. So it's cool to get to collaborate with you in this way as sound designer on this one. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm excited about it. I just wanted to ask if you had a personal memory connected to the show before being a part of this production did you have a prior connection to the show you know i really didn't okay my wife and i lived in new york for five years and we left in 95 and i believe when did it open on broadway 98 i think and so we missed it there and i actually had a couple of friends that were in the original production wow you know i it was just just after we had left and somehow i mean i had heard the big tunes because you can't watch the Tony Awards, someone's going to be singing something from Ragtime. Sure. Um, But yeah, I didn't really know the show until auditions, until these auditions. That's amazing. Like two ships passing. Indeed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm so glad that you get to discover it. I mean, in getting to know the show now, do do you have a favorite musical piece? That you've been working on? Probably, speaking of those two ships passing, probably Journey On. Hey. Yeah, I love that song. It's just, it's exciting. And the whole theatrical concept of it, Mm. of father and Tate passing each other and they neither one of them possibly knowing how their lives will intersect. 
it's a really powerful piece and I, I am really excited to see Journey on, you know, with all the lights and the set design and the projections and everything that's going to be a part of it. In working on the show so far, what are some things that have been acting challenges specific to Ragtime for you? A lot of the characters, and I think maybe particularly Father, are complicated. Mm. Musicals tend to, you might say, simplify things. Here are the issues, and you're either on this side of the issue or you're on this side of the issue. But Ragtime really preserves what Doctoro established in the novel. Uh, characters who you might like certain things about them and you might not like other things about them. And finding that balance and not trying to play, not trying to direct your performance on either side of that. Oh, I want my character to be sympathetic or I want to emphasize the negative aspects of my character. Hmm. Trying to find that balance, I think, is maybe the most challenging thing. But ultimately, I feel like the answer is play what's written. He says this, you got to say it. He does this, you do it. And just let the... uh, let the audience be the final judge. Galen, it's so good to be a part of a production again and experience, you know, a big ensemble again and these huge numbers. And what is something that you miss the most about the rehearsal process for a stage production of this scale? Well, the community, it has to be. I mean, as you mentioned, we, you and I have done some virtual theater things, which is great. And you do get a sense of community that way. But something about being in the same room working on this piece of art that you know people will eventually be there to see and it's the community of working together in the same room hearing all everyone singing all at once and hearing that happening live in the room is uh, quite a thrill what is something that you hope that audiences take away from ragtime i would say the way in which it is a timely piece and largely that is an unfortunate thing mm-hmm. that these issues that this play is dealing with uh, based on a novel that was written in the 70s and about uh, things that supposedly happened at the turn of the 20th century. And yet it seems like, have we made any progress? That's, I think that's the thing I would like for people to examine um, when, they, when they leave the theater. How have we changed and why haven't we been able to change more? Well, thank you for the work that you're doing and enabling audiences to ask these important questions of themselves in this production. Next up, we'll have Garris Wimmer, who plays the role of Tate in Ragtime the Musical. Garris, thank you so much for coming in to chat with us today. Happy to be here. So this is our third episode of Rep Chats, and we've been talking to some of the cast members about just some of the things that they have been thinking about and encountering with Ragtime. And I understand that this is your first time doing this show. I lived in New York when it opened, and I saw it, and I, I liked it, but I didn't really, you know, I didn't know the music that well. I wasn't, I had seen it, you know, and so I, it wasn't one that I that I pulled out and said, oh, I want to do this musical. You know, I didn't really know what a role for me would be in that musical, you know. So. Got it. Okay, well, in your work with Ragtime so far, do you have a favorite musical piece? It's, boy, it's really hard to say because there's just, it's all music. It's so much great stuff. The voices in this cast are phenomenal. Absolutely. Um, and I, ha- I have, yeah, it's very rare for me to do a musical where I get to do so many numbers myself, you know, um, and uh, I'm a bass baritone, so there's not that many roles that are written in the right 
part of voice. So I get to do some great things. And I guess, and it's hard to say what my favorite of mine is to do, but I do say that our children, which is a duet with mother, is my reward for all the you know mm. the work that I do. It's the last thing I do in the show, and it's just a beautiful melody. But um, but uh, the uh, new music, gorgeous. The choral stuff is. I said, you know, I may never get the opportunity to be on a stage and do a musical again, but if I could, all I want to do is be standing with a large cast singing a wall of sound, you know. And so those moments in this show are just. You know, they're happening. They're, it's there, and it's um, that's my favorite thing, is when we're all out there singing together. It's beautiful. You, you mentioned our, our children. That's, that's one that Megan was on earlier on the mm-hmm. podcast, and she mentioned that as well. I had to listen to it for a month and sing it in my in my apartment before we started rehearsals to be able to sing it thinking of Megan mm. just without crying through it. You know, like wow. I just had to sing it over and over to get desensitized a little bit. What are some acting challenges that are specific to working on on a show like Ragtime? You mentioned the wall of sound, but that that comes with working with a big group of people. Yeah. So, what what are some some challenges been? Uh, well, one thing that's that's really challenging for all of Tate's dialogue is internal to songs for the most part. I don't think there's any dialogue that is not underscored, and the underscoring is exact. Meaning, uh, a lot of times you'll have dialogue over underscoring, and there'll be a safety. There'll be a safety in there so that if you're not at the right spot, there'll be a cue line for them to come back in. Sure, they this can This is bam. scored exactly to the, to the dialogue. So, so finding the tempo, the musical tempo for that and my tempo for that and getting that adjusted. And it's frustrating, I'll tell you. <laughs> but, um, but when it lands, you know, it, the kind of the way that the lines need to build is, is in there in the music. So as a singer, it's, when I can hear that and find it, it's great. It's just, you know, you're, you're saying lines and having to kind of be counting music at the same time. Sure, there's some yeah, elements of opera in there. I thought the dialect would be a challenge. I love dialects. I've never done such a character that had so much dialogue and music to do to sustain a dialect over two plus hours. When I started working on it for the audition, and like I said, I wasn't that familiar with Tate or the, the show, and um, the dialect just sort of came really natural. It feels... It feels like it's you know in, uh, it's in my bones a little bit, so that's that's really been fun. You know, it's still challenging because my ear just has to always constantly be looking out for that. But um, that's been a great challenge. And then just just mounting something this this the size of this, you know. And then the other challenges of COVID and getting uh, COVID tested three times a week and singing into a mask. Those challenges have been. <laughs> Those have been big challenges. Yeah. W- without giving too much away, can you tell us specifically what dialect you'll be doing and what you did to get ready for that? Well, Tate is Latvian. So um, I've done, <laughs> I don't ever get too specific on dialects. I should say I'm doing Eastern European. He's a, a Latvian Jew. He's an Ashkenazi Jew. Mm-hmm. So I'm sort of doing my <laughs> Eastern European, which is right. And then I just put a little bit of Russian, just a little touch of Russian on that. And then just some Jewish idioms and, you know, a, a little bit, but not so much. Not It's more heavy on the Latvian. I uh, listen to the soundtrack a little bit. And then it's just, it's in the words a lot, too. It's written in, it's, it's written in his dialect a little bit. Okay. It is, too. That's good that you've kind of had that, the guide rails of the script there along yeah, the it way. Yeah, it just, it felt really natural from the beginning. And Nettie Kraft is working with us on dialects. And so we worked together and she had, she had great, <laughs> she's awesome. She's just great at helping you. It really opens up the dialogue and the 
you know, text. So you mentioned earlier that there have been some challenges in rehearsal, you know, adapting to this moment in time that where we are uh, as a performing arts organization and as a lot of theaters are encountering right now. But what was something that you missed the most about a rehearsal process for a, a work of this scale? The musical rehearsal. So the first three or four days where you're learning the music and you're all sitting in the room and you know, working that as a bunch of musicians um, is just one of my favorite things to do in life. You know, it's, it's, it's probably when I'm at my happiest sitting in a chair with a book and everybody else has got a book and you've got a great musical director that's walking you through and, um, and you're just creating your, that group sound that's going to be unique to this cast. I've missed that. I miss my community. That's, my social life is, is the theater crowd that I know and love, you know. So I dreamed of just being <laughs> in that first musical rehearsal, vocal rehearsal, sitting in the room with everybody, kind of hearing it for the first time, and it's great. And orchestra will be back in the polk. It's the biggest and best way to, to come back out of this pandemic. My Nashville theater experience is, you know, I've, I've worked in a lot of different companies and things, but the polk, you know, the, the old Tennessee rep days back in the 80s when we, the company started, the Polk was the home theater and um, just has so many great memories and it's going to be really nice to be back in there. Yeah, I know we're all really excited for that return to the Polk. And in what I've heard of the rehearsal process so far, that energy and that community is just palpable. And yep. and I think we're all going to see it. Just and that displayed. space is so great because even though it's, you know, it's a good sized theater, the it's so intimate from the stage. You know, you feel like you're really connected with the audience and that'll be particularly great for this show you know oh it's my favorite room in t-pack and yeah, I, I think absolutely. you're you're right you can you can seat a large audience but still have that intimate mm -hmm. feeling so thank you so much garris for taking the time to sit in with us here at rep chats and we look forward to seeing tate on stage this november 11th through the 14th I in the boat next up we have shelby smith who plays the role of sarah in ragtime Shelby, thank you so much for taking the time to come in and chat with us today. <laughs> thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, you are just dynamic in this role. I was really excited to hear your performance in rehearsal last week, as well as in our live stream that we did with the National Museum of African American Music. Oh, thank you. You're such a beautiful performer. Tell me about your relationship to Ragtime. Do you have a personal memory connected to the show outside of this production? <laughs> Well, so I have never seen Ragtime as a show. I feel like me performing in it is also, I'm seeing it for the first time mm -hmm. with, you know, this incredible cast. But there is this particular video of um, Audra McDonald on YouTube singing Your Daddy's Son. It's, I mean, you want to talk about dynamic. Audra is just stellar in my eyes. She is my all-time favorite. Um, and when I came across that video when I was younger and I, I, I saw it for myself, it just struck me. And she sang it so beautifully and she represented Sarah so beautifully. And that was my first introduction to ragtime. And I'm really grateful for that. You're not the first person to mention Audra McDonald on the podcast. I mean, you so have to. <laughs> you mean, have to. It's Audra. you not? Exactly. Do you have, you know, that being said, would you say that that's your favorite musical piece in the show? And if not, which one is? I I, I love Your Daddy's Son, but I, I'd have to say Wheels of a Dream is probably my favorite 
piece for a plethora of reasons. It's just so beautiful sonically. Like, it's just such a beautiful song. And, you know, Sarah, she doesn't get a lot of moments of happiness in the show. And this is one particular time where she is able to express joy and hope and share that with her son in Cole House. And that's very important to me. And I, I think it's a beautiful moment between the two. And it, that's why it just happens to be my favorite song. That's one of my favorites as well. I mean, there's so much good music in this show. You know, you, so we've been back, you know, rehearsing live theater together with this awesome ensemble. I really think it's a dream team cast. Yeah. Do you have anything that you really missed about a rehearsal process like this? You know, I, I think my favorite thing ever about a rehearsal process is actually doing the work. Coming in with the research done and the character work done and workshopping that with the director and your peers, I, I think there's nothing else like it. And I think that's what really builds the show. That's what gives it substance and makes it what it is. And that's just always been my favorite part, just playing off of each other and, um, you know, discovering new things about the work and, and workshopping ideas. I, I, I love it. That's just my favorite part as an actor. Was there something in your own research that stood out to you and kind of getting into character for this role? I, I still think often about why Sarah did what she did. And I don't know if you've seen, how many movies of A Quiet Place are there? Or is there just one or two? There's two. Okay, I don't know if it was the first or second one, but there's this scene with Emily Blunt and she's in a bathtub and she gives birth. And the whole scene is silent, but it's it's excruciating. My backstory for Sarah was that she gave, you know, birth to her child in a cellar. But watching that video, I think gave me a lot of context for just how painful this experience for Sarah is. And that was a huge factor in my research in character development. Were there specific acting challenges for you in approaching this role in Ragtime, having to play that part? Yeah, I, I think the biggest challenge is not even just being in the show itself, but it's taking it with me. I carry Sarah with me, I think, daily. And it's just hard because her story is so difficult and I, I grieve for her. And I think um, the biggest challenge for playing Sarah is like, you know, her, her first introduction to the audience in the show is your daddy's son. Mm. And that song is just absolute pain. Mm. And having to portray that, you know, constantly, it's just, that is the biggest challenge for me. Um, and I, I want to do her, I don't want to do her a disservice either. I don't want to ever just be on autopilot and performing um, because I think it's such an important song. But yeah, I think it's definitely challenging to display the depths of her grief, especially because, as I said before, she doesn't get to experience a lot of happiness. Mm. Um, and that was just super challenging for me as an actor to come to that realization. Well, thank you for your beautiful portrayal of this multidimensional character. <laughs> we are so excited to see you take the stage November 11th through 14th at Polk Auditorium. Thank and you. thank you again so much for coming in. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> and thank you to all of our listeners for tuning into Rep Chats to listen to this awesome behind-the-scenes look at the cast of Ragtime the Musical. Individual and group tickets are available now at NashvilleRep.org, playing at TPAC's Polk Auditorium November 11th through the 14th. Please note that there will be an open captioning and American Sign Language interpreter available at the 2 p.m. Saturday matinee, and that students can get rush ticket prices 
dressing at the venue door 90 minutes prior to a performance. Coming up on Rep Chats, we'll hear about the remounting of a holiday classic here in Nashville, A Christmas Story. Till next time.